Hey everyone, I know you were probably expecting a foodie story today, but we decided to switch it up a bit. Today and every Tuesday, we'll be talking about all the news you might have missed over the weekend, like how another investigation is out about how Harris County Jail is dropping the ball when it comes to inmate safety, and a new report on the Astral World tragedy. But don't worry, we're still bringing the food fun just on Wednesday now. It's Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Hey, 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 Dina. What's up? Good morning. Yo, yo, yo. Happy Tuesday. Wow, that was really, um, how can I say this? Not hip. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Dina. So much has happened, and I just want to catch up with things that are happening around Houston. Big news, some stories that caught my eye and your eye as well, and then also just a, a moment for us to reflect and get some frustrating things out into the public space, okay? So let's get things started with the biggest story that we found that maybe people aren't talking about yet. And I wanna start this one off because we've been covering this story now for pretty much the entire year, it seems like. But the Houston Chronicle has a new investigation explaining how Harris County Jail has several lapses in protecting inmates and how violence is surging inside the facility. Now, this goes beyond the headlines of the other failures in medical care that are leading the inmate deaths. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about this, 27 inmates died last year. We're at 10 so far this year, and that number could be higher, honestly, because of the way they're recording the death. So mm-hmm. now the other thing is, these violent crimes are surging inside with inmates. We've seen people who work at the jails being attacked. The violent force crimes that are leading to bodily injury have increased by nearly 200% from 2020 to 2023. So a lot is going on there. And Mm -hmm. the Houston Chronicle did a really good job recounting what happened to one inmate. His name is Jack, and we've linked the story in our show notes. But man, what is happening at Harris County Jail? And we keep asking. Yeah, honestly, it's been crazy. And didn't you see the story of the officer that was assaulted too? Like, Mm -hmm. I keep thinking, like, what the heck is going on inside Harris County? And I'm really curious too, what the mayoral elections are going to, like, center around talking about Harris County jails and how each mayoral candidate is going to address this. Because honestly, I haven't heard a lot of them talking about it right now. And I feel like this should be a big conversation piece, a big debate that they should talk about. Yeah, because one, there's just overcrowding, right? So mm-hmm. we know that from our episode with Pooja from ABC 13, she talked about it. It's just overcrowded in there. Yeah. They are sending inmates to other jails as well. And mm-hmm. there's staff shortages. There's just so much going so on. Bad. There's not one reason. Mm-hmm. And it's tragic, yeah. you know, like you should get your day in court and be able to live through that moment, right? Like to get yeah. to that moment. And it's just heartbreaking what is happening in there. And this is just another angle to all of the Harris County jail drama. And yeah, you're right. Like what's going to happen during the election season? Are these candidates going to talk about it? Is there going to be true reform? How is HPD's role going to be addressed in all of this as well? And uh, I, I just hope there's a solution here. I know. Me too. Like reading about Jack's case where he was in for allegedly a felony drug possession. It's just so tragic the way everything had played out because it's like 
I mean, this is someone's kid, right? This is someone's mm -hmm. child. This is a human being. And yet I just feel like things keep getting sweeped under the rug or other major news breaks and people's attention just completely shifts until something else happens in the jail. And I'm just very curious as to how the next mayor is going to handle this and what steps they're going to take to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to read that again, go to our show notes. It's in there. Yeah. It was really hard to read. Um, but it's something that I think we all need to read as Houstonians and talk about because there is something crazy happening there and there have been no solutions. Again, last year it was really bad. And mm -hmm. this year it, you know, it's on track to be just as bad. So, you know, something needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. All right, Dina, what about you? What was something that caught your eye that we haven't talked about? Oh my God. Okay. HPD had released their final report on the Astroworld tragedy where 10 people who attended the concert died and hundreds more were injured the same day that Travis Scott released his latest album, Utopia. In my mind, I'm like, why is this guy still releasing albums? Granted, you know, he's kind of gotten off scot-free, pun intended. <laughs> no one could really put any charges up against him for it. And I'm just curious what you think about that, because the jury said there's no one person that they could really hold accountable for what happened. Yeah, it was one, the timing of this, uh, good job HPD on, you know, releasing it on the same day as <laughs> yeah. Utopia came out. So mm -hmm. I guess they were planning that just so they could get a bunch of headlines as well and have more discussion about this. So the big thing is, did Travis Scott know? Did Travis Scott know yeah. that people had already died and the show went on for, I think it was 28 minutes plus. So mm -hmm. did he know, right? And that's the big thing in this report. And Houston Landing did a good job recapping the whole report. But the issue is somebody told, according to two people, mm -hmm. told Travis Scott in his feedback that, hey, there's been deaths. There's been three people dead. One person said that they said two people had died and the show just kept going on. And there's also really, you know, important details in the report where people on the production team from the beginning of the concert were like, hey, this isn't safe. Like, people are going to die, guys. People are going to die. This is not safe. Now, right. I've been at festival concerts, Dina, where I've lined up and waited for six hours. It was actually at Austin City Limits. I went mm -hmm. to go watch Kanye West and my wife and I waited six hours. And wow. we waited and we were so close. But when Kanye came out, there is a rush that happens, and it is oh, wow. scary. Oh, my God. But what happened at this concert was Travis does encourage the mosh pit and the raging, and that's yeah. part of his songs, and yeah. that continued. Yeah. And, like, it was just too many people there. The security lapses. It was tragic. Yeah. And the fact that nobody's going to pay for this, right, in terms of, like, criminally, yeah. is kind of sad. And yeah. there's no regulations either. That's so like the that biggest thing. Hurts as well. When I read that, so the Houston Landing article is amazing. But when I thought that, okay, after something like this really big happened in our city, that something would change, you know, maybe there would be more onus on the artists themselves to not encourage mosh pits and to maybe keep the crowd more tame. But to the fact that not even that, like there's been no regulation, no guidance, no passing of any laws, nothing to prevent something like this from happening again. Yeah. The other side of that is, okay, how many festivals are there? How many concerts happen? And how often does this happen, right? Like, yes, mm, it is true. a tragedy. And it mm -hmm. is something that, like, we need to fix right away so it never happens again. So no parent ever has to go through that call, right? Mm -hmm. But you think about all the concerts and festivals, maybe this was just 
a one-off thing that happened. Now, yes, we should look into it and we should put regulations in, but I can see the other side of it as well. Like, hey, look, we have concerts all the time. We have festivals all the time. Maybe this was just a Travis Scott thing. And by the way, did you see the story that he was going to do a big reveal and album listening party slash concert at the pyramids in Egypt? And they shut that down as well. Yeah, I did. Thank God. <laughs> like, Get out of Egypt. Don't go to Egypt. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was crazy that I saw it. I was like, okay. So even Egypt's like, ah, your security's not that good. And They're we not. really don't want to risk it. <laughs> They're so really not. that happened as well. Honestly, like I, I've been kind of back and forth after reading it about whether or not he did know. And maybe, you know, they obviously can't reveal the sources of who were really close to have been able to hear what was it said in the earpiece. But it's bizarre that you have people saying that despite him saying, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't get any messages relayed because of the poor quality of the audio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm obviously not Travis Scott. Okay. So I don't know, <laughs> like his audio quality is much better, but having worked with that earpiece in a stadium before, yeah. it sucks. Like the, the quality that I had, and again, I'm not Travis Scott, so <laughs> there's no way we're using the same yeah. earpiece. But I'm just telling you, in a football stadium, when I've had those pieces in, you can't hear anything. It's mm -hmm. hard to hear. So I can't even imagine like what it's like. But yeah. man, look, the story's out there and they should have done a better job of communicating that. So, mm. yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. The other thing I'm going to bring up in this is I know several friends who were huge Travis Scott fans and, you know, they love his albums, the shoes, the shirts, all that stuff. Mm. And they kind of stopped supporting him. They, yep. They're like, eh, yep. I'm good. You know what? Like, this wasn't a good look. And this kind of yeah. sucked. And they were there. So they actually went through the trauma of seeing oh people God. die wow. and getting crushed as well. So they're kind of over Ooh. Travis Scott. Yeah. Honestly, I can't listen. Like, even if it, his song comes on the radio or something, I just cannot listen to it. Mm -hmm. And like, the second I hear it, it's like this visceral reaction in my body where I'm like, oh, God, no, I got to change it. Because all yeah. I think of is that day where people literally died and were crushed to death. I yep. will say to listeners, you know, the police report is over 1,200 pages. And if they feel like that's too lengthy for them to read... Houston Landing had a really great piece about like just the top six takeaways from the police report investigation that's like worth reading. And they kind of give you a good spark note version of what's in the report and what is yeah. like really stands out the most. Absolutely. All right, let's do some rapid fire stories, okay? I'm gonna have some fun with you here. All right. Uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff that we haven't talked about yet. So let's run through it. A new report found that it is so hot that Houstonians are starting to hibernate inside, <laughs> according to the Wall Street Journal, and workers with jobs that are outside, they are working less hours. So are you summer hibernating, Dina? Oh, hell yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> hell to the yeah. And you know what? I feel bad for small business owners like my dad's shop because they don't really get almost barely any foot traffic in anymore because of the heat. Like no one wants to go out and shop. Like the second you step outside, you're literally drenched head to toe in sweat dripping. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get it. Thousand percent hibernating all the way in the summer. See, I'm staying inside until about five o'clock and even five o'clock is kind of pushing it. Yeah. It's still so hot, but I don't care. I have to be outside. If I don't go outside and work out or just, you know, hang out and I'm in the garage. Okay. And the door is <laughs> open. So it's not like I'm putting a hot box in there or anything, but I need to be outside. still. I went to the pool yesterday at six o'clock hmm. and it was still kind of hot. Okay. Yeah. It was hot, but, but by 630, it was cool. It was all right. It was okay. The sun kind of went down. So we, we survived. 
Oh my God. The thing is like, once the sun goes down, the issues you have now is like the roaches, the big old roaches are out squirming all around the street. And I'm just like, nope, I don't do that. (laughs) Nope. Mm-mm. Okay, this is going to be a good transition from roaches to restaurants. Oh, I, don't think, I don't think restaurants appreciate this. But Houston Restaurant Weeks is starting up. And mm-hmm. it was once a marquee event for foodies in Houston. But now it's gotten so big that it's kind of hard to enjoy it. And like mm-hmm. go through the menus and figure out where you want to go. Have you lost interest in Houston Restaurant Week? A thousand percent. I feel so bad, but like I haven't like participated since college. And I think it's because it's just, it's so overwhelming. And I'm like, I don't know where to go. It's too much. It's just like, no, I miss it in the old days when it was just very simple, very basic. And like, you know, the the the, the issue with choice, like giving me too many choices is not going to make me choose. It's going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now they've got brunch, lunch, Mm -hmm. dinner at $39 or dinner at $55. Then they've added to go as well. So it's kind of tough. And this is a good thing. There's a lot of good choices on there, right? So if you've been waiting to try a restaurant that maybe is a little bit too expensive or you just want to try everything at that restaurant, then this is still a good time if that restaurant is participating. But if you don't have one and you're like, I just want to support Houston Restaurant Weeks and help out the Houston Food Bank and you go on their website and like you scroll it, you go, ooh, this is, there's just so many options. You know Mm -hmm. what? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we're just lazy. Maybe. I don't know. I'm also just like stuck in the suburbs. I feel like you can't really get me to drive out anymore like I used to when I was younger. (laughs) Yeah. One of the good things is they have done a better job of including more suburban restaurants Mm -hmm. and you can even sort on their website by what suburb uh, you're in. So, you know, Sugarland, whatever. So you can, you know, do that. So that is nice as well. So you can find stuff out there, but all the good stuff is in the city. You're right. That's the thing. All the good stuff's in the city. Yeah. 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 Okay, my next story for you, and this is going to be about your neighborhood, okay? Houston City Council has commissioned 20 new murals on traffic signal control cabinets. Those are those big, ugly cabinets that house all the wiring and controls for the traffic signals. They've commissioned art murals on them, okay? And we've seen them already across the city. There's hundreds already out there. But if you were paid by the city to create a mural on one of these traffic cabinets, What are you painting? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Let me just say, fun fact, I've seen twice now a person actually painting those on like the Beltway, Harwin, that whole area. where Oh, cool. I've seen it twice and I'm like, damn, I should have documented it. But at the time I was like, what the heck is this guy doing? Does the city know? Are you sure he wasn't just graffitiing it up? (laughs) No, no, no. It was really nice. It was like an eagle. It was really cool. (laughs) But if I'm painting one, yo, I'm putting Mohammed's face on it. I'm putting like big old curls, his signature like black outfits and his signature little necklace that he wears at every show with like the little key on it. That's what I'm doing. Okay, so you're giving giving Mo some love. Yes, yeah. He's Houston. How could I not? He is. He is. (laughs) So this is like a super sports one. I'm painting Derek Lewis on there. Do you know who Derek Lewis is, by the way? I don't even know who that is. Okay. (laughs) So Derek Lewis is an MMA fighter. He fights in the UFC. He is probably the most decorated fighter 
to come out of Houston, right? Okay. He has 14 knockouts in the UFC, like on the highest level. And this guy went from being released to jail and walking around to like just surviving to becoming one of the most wow. decorated fighters in UFC history, right? Like Dang. again, 14 knockouts as a heavyweight is wild. And I think he gets lost in the conversation of the Mount Rushmore of sports figures in Houston because he's an MMA fighter and all that. But mm -hmm. I would paint something with the Black Beast. That's his nickname. He's oh. such a dynamic character. He's such a good story and representation of Houston about working hard, making it and representing the city. I mean, he still comes out to Houston songs only when he's walking out in the UFC. Oh, wow. So, you know, I, I just love everything he represents. And he got his 14th knockout win over the weekend. So I just want to give him some love. And I would paint Dang. something about the Black Beast. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's fair. I Honestly, I don't get people who watch MMA. No offense. But it's just like people <laughs> hitting up on each other and like knocking a person out. That's just scary. You know what? You're going to have to come watch a show with me once. Oh, my God, dude. I'd probably... I'd faint. I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> I'd literally squirm. <laughs> okay, you got anything for me? Yes. Okay. Have you heard about the Houston man who got bit by a flea, loses both his hands and parts of his feet? What? I know. I was mortified because how many of us have had like been in the presence of an animal, like if you get a cat or a dog or even our own pet has gotten fleas and we've brushed it off, just try to fix it and whatever. But this guy literally got bit by a, a flea, went to the emergency room. And by the next day he was on a ventilator, his organs were failing. And then doctors had diagnosed him with like a severe case of typhus, which is a bacterial infection that's spread by fleas. What the frick, y'all? I didn't know that fleas could spread anything. Man, that is sad and scary. Yeah. I'm so terrified of dying in one of those random ways. Like that is a random yeah. way to die. A tick. And they tried everything, right? Like I'm reading up on the story. They tried mm -hmm. all the antibiotics, steroids. Yeah. They tried everything to save his life. And it's yeah. just what can you do? It's it's a freak thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Man. from what I've read is that he's got all these several surgeries planned and he's still in the hospital, but he is expected to make a full recovery, but his life is just going to look really different. Yeah. I mean, losing your hands and parts of your feet after a flea bite. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. I also saw a story about a woman who died because the pool, the public pool that she went to, like in her community pool, they didn't clean it <gasps> and she caught some kind of infection and died. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Isn't it? That's terrifying. That is horrifying. How many people are out and about like trying to go and hit the pool? You just hit the pool. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I emailed my community HOA and I was like, y'all better be cleaning the pool. Yeah. I don't have time for this. Yeah. I'm not, again, no. I don't want to die of a random death. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. scary. It's that so is scary. scary. Okay. Mm. Let's take this time to get something off of our chest, okay? Because we have the space here. If you have mm -hmm. a gripe, Dina, get it ready because I just want to give you the opportunity to reflect and get anything off your chest. Okay. I feel like the second I say this, a bunch of listeners' blood pressure is just going to skyrocket. Maybe even yours. Mm. But should we consider bringing back red light cameras in Houston proper? <sighs> yes, I'm with you. Right? Okay. I'm with you. I, I thought you were going to be against me, but I'm so happy no. to hear that you're on my team. <laughs> I think parent life changes us, right? Yes, it really does. Yes. Because mm -hmm. I, I see it all the time. You know, it's yellow. They're already mm -hmm. halfway through or it's yellow and they just want to make the light and they'll just break that red light. It, it's to the point where now, 
Like I just wait an extra two seconds. I don't, yeah. if you're going to honk at me, honk at me. I'm not trying to get hit. Yeah. Same, same. I don't do that. And now every time I do the whole like 1001, you look to your right, 1002, mm-hmm. look to your left and then you go because people yeah. just like be running these red lights like crazy. Yeah. And it is so bad on Westheimer, Westheimer especially the like worst. near the Beltway. Yeah. It is so bad over there. And every time speeding. I drive there, I'm just on, like I'm white knuckle driving. I'm yeah. just on edge because I don't want to get hit. Yeah. I don't want to be in an accident. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with the headache of it. I don't want to get injured. I don't want my kids to get injured or my wife if she's in the car or whoever's in there yeah. because people just don't care anymore. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Hey, and it'd be extra revenue for the city, right? That's true. Look at that. <laughs> yep. I hope more there's money. the mayoral candidates listening to this. Here's a way to make more money in the city. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. I like that one. Um, What's yours? Mine is about summer ending way too soon here in Fort Bend ISD. Mm. So HISD is going to be back to school on August 28th. But Fort Bend ISD is like, well, let's just get back to school in early August. How about August 9th? Dang. That's next week. What the heck? Yeah. What? Yeah. Kids are back to school next week in Fort Bend ISD. So uh, my daughter's going to be back in school on August 9th. And last year it was August 10th. <gasps> now, I will give it to Fort Bend ISD. They they do give us a lot of days off during the year, which is fine. But can we go back to the traditional days of starting school the week before Labor Day weekend? So you get yeah. an additional day off and a nice way to return back to school because this August 9th nonsense is not good. Yeah, heck no. That's insane. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> now, props to my daughter. She's like, I can't wait to go back to school. She didn't even what? want summer break. What? Yeah, she didn't want summer break. What? She loves school. Oh my God. <laughs> she hates waking up early, but she loves the actual school. Like she loves her teacher. She Aww. loves going and learning. So it's great. I, I love that. But I'm also like, I'm like, I don't want to wake up early either yeah. because I want that extra two weeks <laughs> exactly. of sleeping in just a little bit longer. Okay. So I'm with her. Like school's awesome. Yeah. But I, I want to sleep a little bit. So yeah, I just wanted somebody to hear this. <laughs> August 9th. School's That's back insane. next week for us. Where do we sign the petition? Uh, I don't know. I'm a, I email them every year. I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why do y'all want to be back to school so early? Let's because that, that, that's like one less week to travel as well. So yeah. we have to like pack in everything. So it's, yeah, that it sucks. sucks. Yeah, it does. All right. Thank you for giving me the moment to get all this off my <laughs> get chest. Get it off your chest. Let it out. Yes. That was a lot of fun. If we missed anything, by the way, make sure you get in touch with us. We have information on how you can text us or emails in our show notes. And we're always curious, what stories did we miss? So make sure you send it our way so we can keep up as well. Dina, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Bye. That was lead producer Dina Kespa. You can find all the stories we talked about in our show notes. Before we go, earlier this summer, we talked to the group Food Not Bombs about their volunteers getting cited for feeding the homeless in downtown. And they told us that they plan to fight each ticket in court. Well, Paul Picone was one of those volunteers who was cited and he was found not guilty by a jury in criminal court. Almost 40 other volunteers have been cited, so we'll see what happens next and if Picone's ruling sets a precedent. You can read the entire ruling with the link in our show notes. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new.
Yo, yo, good morning. Happy Monday. No, what the frick? It's not even Monday. This is a disaster. I'm so sorry. Okay. 